Hey there, friends. It's Nick. So back in I think it's 1995, I got the chance to, might have been 94, I got the chance to fly out to New York to do a delivery with a friend of mine, a, a delivery skipper, Hank. And um, it's fantastic, fantastic couple of weeks I was out. We were delivering a yacht from the north of Long Island to the south of Long Island. And I might have m mentioned this before, but... Uh, I got to sail through New York City down the East River out past the Statue of Liberty. It's pretty fantastic. And so oh, we were hit by a tropical storm at the end of that. And I was very, very ill. But this is all by the by, really, because one of the things I got to do when I was over there was to go into this fantastic American comic book store. And I'd not really been into comics that much. I mean, I'd read, like, the Beano when I was a kid. I'd got uh, Eagle, which was a... A comic for kind of slightly older kids um but i'd never really been into those kind of superhero comics i don't know whether my parents approved of them actually but um as a student i had started to buy these comic anthologies watchmen i bought uh, bought um the dark knight returns by frank miller which is a fantastic uh batman comic and these things of course um were starting to be seen as real art, real literature. I mean, certainly by a sort of section of the community. And you had people like Will Eisner, you know, the legendary Will Eisner, who was creating um, stories with so much kind of poignancy. Uh, anyway, I, I came out of this shop with a book by a guy called Scott McLeod called Understanding Comics. And it was a really new format for me at the time. It was, he was using a comic book to talk about comic books and it's quite relevant actually to i mean yesterday we were talking about huge enormous universes and mythologies but mcleod i think it's mcleod <laughs> sorry <laughs> i blossom i will anyway um mcleod explained something where he made something clear. He was really getting into how comics worked. And one of the things he talked about was the power of closure. So closure is, you know, if you've if you've seen a kid who's, you know, if you played peekaboo with a kid, um, you'll know what I mean. Because, you know, when we're that young, when the parent disappears or the brother or sister disappears or whatever, as far as the baby's concerned, they're gone. Yeah, and this is how McLeod explains it. And But when the thing comes back, they're like, oh, they're back, and they're gone, and they're back, and they're gone, and they're back. And what happens is, you know, this is part of the evolving kind of brain, the understanding of the human being, right? We, we come to understand that they are not gone. They are just hidden by the whatever it is, the blanket or whatever. And McLeod used this idea of closure to talk about the power of comic books and how comic books, you know, actually kind of work. Because what he said was, and this is so relevant to the stuff that I talk about, he said that every comic book artist is essentially supported by an unseen collaborator, which is the reader. Because... 
it's the reader that makes the story. He talked about the space between the panels of the comics. He says, see that, I'm going to quote from the book because he explains it better than I do. See that space between the panels. That's what comic aficionados have named the gutter. And despite its unceremonious title, the gutter plays host to much of the magical mystery that are the very heart of comics. Here in the limbo of the gutter, human imagination takes separate images and transforms them into a single idea. Right, just read that last bit again. Takes two separate images and transforms them into a single idea. And this is so powerful. You know, I've talked before about how humans have autocomplete. And when we're telling our story, we can hint at things and they will create whole worlds and characters and personalities, you know, our, our audience based on those kind of hints and this is the same thing this is our ability to to see part of something and through this closure create the rest create the i mean you know mcleod uses another great example where he says you know he's, he's got a panel which is someone raising an axe and then a, a panel of the, of the city at night and the scream ah, coming out and he says you know i didn't I didn't drop the axe, you did. <laughs> and I think, you know, that we've talked from time to time about how certain themes, certain ideas, as I'm going through this process, this, this sort of podcasting journey, seem to come up time and time and time again. You know, recently I've talked about emotion. Emotion is something that we all need to pay more attention to. But there's this other one, and I'm, I'm talking around it. I'm thinking around it, and that's what I use this podcast for, obviously. But it's to do with the, the gap and the tension between two things. And, you know, in his book, um, Small is the New Big, Seth Godin talks about, I think, I mean, this is quite a while ago now, but he's talking about how every article that mentions Google talks about how they are, they have, they sit down for a, a, you know, lunch in a restaurant where the chef is someone who used to work for the Grateful Dead. And he says there's no reason to mention that apart from the fact that it's an oxymoron. Oxymoron. It's, it's, it's two ideas that don't go together being put together. I mean, you know, the, what's an example of a good oxymoron? Um, working vacation <laughs> is a good example of an oxymoron or... The one that used to make me chuckle when I was running the agency is the single word oxymoron, <laughs> brief. <laughs> We've sent you the brief. Yeah, okay. Because <laughs> it was all so long. Anyway, there's, there's this thing, there's this thing that I'm circling around and thank you for hanging on and listening to the podcast because it's to do with what Scott McLeod's talking about, the gap, the gutter between two states. Yeah, and how... When we're telling stories, we need our audience to be filling that in for us. And, you know, we talked about contrast in a recent episode. And this is all this is all part of the same thing. It's all part of the same conversation. I haven't figured it out yet, but it's one of those keys. I'm certain it's one of those keys to help our stories mean business. Thanks for listening. Hey, this is Nick. Thanks again for listening. To dig deeper, search for story.business.